from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. After not having traveled much of last year, really making up for it this year. Had quite a few cross-country trips. The other, the other day for our trip to Arkansas, uh, my wife, you know, we were in a bind in terms of like, oh, we got to get these tickets scheduled and we got to get them as cheap as we can because flying cross country, oh man, it is not easy to do, not cheap at all. And uh, she booked us our in our uh, our layover, our connecting flight was in Denver, which if you're doing the, the math here or the cartography, I guess that's the better term, Geogra- geographically, <laughs> this episode is me just for an hour, searching for the right vocabulary word for this term. Um, going from Massachusetts to Arkansas, you shouldn't have to go to Denver. In fact, it's way out of the way, but we did. And Freddie, I know you're a guy who gets around uh, in yes. terms of uh, very familiar with the airports. You ever done the Denver thing? Yeah, I've, I've flown into Denver a number of times. Kind it, of a it's weird usually, place. Yeah, it's usually like the, the kind of the hub from California to basically the rest of the U.S. Um, Is I, it? I've stopped. Yeah, so every time I, I've been to orlando for celebration always stop in denver always see 501st everybody there at the same time oh that's cool and uh new york same thing always always flying into uh what i call xr coons temple so so (laughs) to get everybody up to speed on what we're talking about here i'm walking my kids through the airport we're going off to find some fried chicken or maybe some gummy bears you know airport food and um i see something like down in the this weird concourse area in between the food court over here and then the gummy bear store over there and souvenirs and there's this huge open area and then down below is the train that takes you from terminal to terminal and I look down and I see this it's like weird architecture it looks kind of like ancient ruins and I was like hold up kids I gotta take a picture of this and send it to Freddie <laughs> and I just remember as soon as I posted it thinking Freddie's gonna love this now I believe the caption was something along the lines of uh, Denver Airport out here thinking it's it's an ancient Jedi temple or something. And and Freddie, do you remember what your response was in all caps? I do. I, well, not entirely, but it's something along of I'm getting some Exarcoonish vibes from this. <laughs> yeah, it was like definitely Exarcoon definitely would love to go through the Denver Airport. And uh, <laughs> the best part about that, Freddie, you know, we've been podcasting together for two years at this point, nearly like a, a week or two away from our two year anniversary. I didn't get you anything. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I love that as soon as I saw this and posted it on Instagram, I thought, Freddie's going to see that. Like, I know you're a busy man with grad school and a full-time job, demanding job at this point in life, but I knew. As soon as I posted it, I knew, Freddie, that you were going to love <laughs> the fact that I saw something legends <laughs> in the Denver airport. And so, something about the force was just drawing me to look at Instagram at that exact moment. <laughs> the beautiful thing about it is you have seen it and thought it long before I ever did. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the exact same thing. Well, uh, I know that we've got some really fun stuff on the docket for our show tonight. We've got new team members. We've got incredible content. In fact, we are finishing off a a three-part crossover event in our first live return to the air. And I could not be more excited for all that we've got. We've got uh, some amazing people hanging out with us here in the chat. So without further ado, let's start the show. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network, a Star Wars books show for people whose favorite song is the AOL dial-up tone, <laughs> where we celebrate our rich EU history, as well as diving into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I thought about changing the intro to a Star Wars show for all of the outdated and irrelevant content. <laughs> In the galaxy far, far away, but yeah, I don't think it's going to make the final cut. But uh, regardless of whether or not it does, I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined once again by my rad California co-host, Freddie C. What's up, Freddie? You've got mail. <laughs> Do I? Oh, how exciting. So glad I waited yeah. an hour and a half for that. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this show because as you heard it behind the scenes, we've got a couple of interesting people that I think you're all going to want to meet, so... I think we should just, you know, you all know me. Let's hop, let's hop to the the the, fan, the fun people now. That's right. Well, we've been Noobs. on hiatus for a couple of months here, and we've been putting together some new stuff behind the scenes. We're always looking to improve here at Legends Look Back. I had some buddies over the Discord the last couple of weeks saying they've been catching up, kept catching up on older episodes, and I was like, proceed at your own risk. <laughs> some of our earlier episodes, hey, we were still figuring this out as we went. It's rough. And, um, you know, it's amazing to see how far we've come. We've got some amazing content planned for the weeks to come. And to help us get there, we've got a new producer uh, my buddy from college, Rick Grace. How are you, Rick? Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I'm I'm super excited to be here and to get the show going. Excellent. Uh, Rick, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how you got hooked up with Utini? Yeah, so i um, been a Star Wars fan a long time, like everybody, right? And uh, about six or seven years ago, I started really deep diving into the EU and Jared and I are college friends, like you said, and so I would ask him questions because I knew from a weird social media thing that he was a, a deep <laughs> Star Wars fan. It's another story for another time. What? <laughs> Remember this whole Twitter thing we talked about? How I keep getting, I got your tweets to my phone directly because oh, I didn't yeah. know how to turn it off. And so I got every single one of your tweets. And so um, he, he just said something about Star Wars books. And I was like, oh, maybe he knows something. So anyway... I asked Jared some advice, he got me set up, and then along came Utini, and Utini was a big part of my learning and growth as a fan of the EU, and so I've just been, you know, kind of in the shadows being a fan, and, and uh, reading the guys, listening to the podcast, using the website, the bookshelf, all that kind of stuff, and so there's an opportunity for me to join the team, and I was all about that, and so now I'm here, and I'm excited to give back to the, the team and the, the community that has been a, a part of my fan experience. Awesome. Also joining us this week, we've also got our newest co-host, newest team member here at Legends Look Back. Of course, somebody who knows more about Utini than almost all of us because she was in on the old school uh, book box days of the company. And if you don't know what we're talking about, well, that just shows that you're new around here. Well, we've also got joining us this week... Emily Daybeck. How are you, Emily? I'm doing well. You know, I was told not to talk before I was introduced, uh, but apparently I'm not very good at following directions. So thank you for bearing with me. I got too excited and I just uh, had to share immediately. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, yeah, my uh, Star Wars journey actually began with Utini. I have never known a Star Wars fan day without it. Uh, Corey was actually my neighbor and I helped stuff the book boxes like way back in the day when we were still doing that. And as a result, that's what got me into Star Wars. So I've, I'm a pretty new Star Wars fan, only been a fan for about three years or so. Um, and most of my experience is in canon, but I'm really curious about Legends, and I think I'm off. not alone. Take her off the show, Rick. <laughs> 
I know I'm wildly unprepared for most of these conversations, but I don't think I'm alone. So if you two are new to Legends, then you are not alone. I will ask all the stupid questions, and you can laugh at me as much as you want. I won't be offended. Very happy to be here. Well, we actually really want that perspective, and one of the things we love about Legends Look Back is, you know, you've got folks like uh, Trevor, who know every last random short story that was ever produced um, on a website that was then immediately, you know, debunked the next day that only he has the link to. The people who are so incredibly in the weeds that, well, they start their own Star Wars podcasts. But we also want to beat the kind of show where... People who are new to Legends can feel like this is accessible and that they are accepted. We want to be the most positive and friendly expanded universe podcast on the internet. And if we're not, well, we might just get there. And uh, really excited about this new team. Let's talk about uh, our recent acquisitions. We've been off the air for two months. Uh, Surely we've got some new stuff to talk about here. In fact, Emily, I can see that you're modeling your uh, new recent acquisition. And I'm a little bit like on that line between jealous and frustrated <laughs> because uh, up until like five minutes ago, I thought you were wearing uh, one of our trademark Legends Look Back logo t-shirts, oh. which is like the exact same color palette. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, but to tell us brand. about what you got. Yeah. Um, so this was actually a shirt that appeared in the laundry of um, in our laundry machine. Somehow it got lumped in with a friend of ours <laughs> who was coming through. Um, we live in a very small army base in Fort Irwin, California, and we have a lot of rotating soldiers that come through and he just needed to do some laundry. And then he said, Hey, I've got this shirt. Like I've got your shirt. If, uh, can I just drop it off? And he came to the door with this shirt, which is definitely not my husband's shirt. Like in no way, shape or form would he ever wear this out in public. And so like (laughs) he was about to go and like throw it away. And I was like, actually like, if you're not going to try to like find the actual owner, I will happily take a Rocket Power Vintage t-shirt. It's like straight up Nickelodeon brand too. There's no like off brand, like the tag says it. I'm really pumped. That's so great. And it was free. That is so awesome. Wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it, Freddie. I was about to say. I've only got one thing to say to that. <laughs> what about you, Freddie? What you got to show off? Well, uh, I don't have it with me at the moment, but I, I, it's, it's not Star Wars related, although it makes me look like some sort of Star Wars character. Uh, I, I just finished up my scuba lessons, and so I had to buy all that equipment. So I've got, Oh, man. Yeah, it, it, it kind of took a hit in the uh, Star Wars realm of, of purchases, but um, yeah. you know, I'm hoping to pick it back up now. <laughs> well, maybe uh, you could discover like an underwater colony of people who have like rabbit ears and also huge teeth underwater while you're scuba diving right um i could find that or 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 the uh, raw edit of of the uh, holiday episodes (laughs) maybe that's under there what was the (laughs) one of those whale creatures from the man what was that book we read jedi prince weren't there whales uh, whaleodons whaleodons yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe you'll find them down there Oh my goodness! Uh, how about you, Rick? Any any re- recent acquisitions here for the segment that we need to get like a fancy transition uh, with some custom artwork one of these days that we call Thracken's Thrift Store? Um, you got anything for Thracken's Thrift Store, Rick? Yeah, so I did get a few things um, over this past week. I finally got caught up on some of the essential legends that were in the stores for the second wave, and so I'm getting some more of those. Um, and I don't have them in front of me, and I think it's smart for me to stay in my chair. Uh, you probably don't know this if you're watching this tonight, but we did a, a, a uh, soft 
test last week, and I got up from my chair, unplugged my router, and killed the stream. So I'm just going to stay right where I am. Accidentally. Accidentally, <laughs> yes. So I I got a bunch this week, but I don't have it in front of me right now. But I will say cool. I did finish uh, collecting the Dark Forces books, and they're right there if you can see my bookshelf. It's just one of them. The other two are behind it, but I got all three. So I'm pretty excited about that. But, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> I spent like at least half of my run this afternoon thinking about how much I want to get hardcover copies of the Dark Forces books. It just yeah. it's one of those thoughts that you seeded into my brain and I can't shake. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just it's latched on and it's not going anywhere, uh, but I'm trying to curb my impulses cuz we currently have, you know, like a leaky roof and a broken down <laughs> minivan, our washing machine isn't working. Oh. So it's like, you know, adult responsibilities are going to have to take precedence over Star Wars. But I did make some purchases before those adult responsibilities came along. So I've got the next wave of the Essential Legends collections. Oh, I love how floppy these suckers are. I got Rogue Squadron here. Um, my one gripe with this one is the, the side banner is a little bit off-center. I feel like it would be really petty for me to send in an email that I want a replacement copy but I might do it. haven't decided yet. Regardless, it is gorgeous. I'm, I've opened it and flipped through it because it contains the single greatest opening line in a Star Wars book. You remember this when we covered this like two years ago, Freddie? Yes. <laughs> do you remember what the first line is off the top of your I head? I don't. I don't remember it. All what, right. what is it. What is it? It says, you're good, Corin, but you're no Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a good We also have uh, Darth Xana, not Darth Hannah. <laughs> Darth <laughs> <laughs> she called her Darth Hannah on accident the other day. I definitely um, did. Darth Xana looking like, <laughs> looking like uh, she's got some dreadlocks, which is kind of cool here on the cover. I love the yellow color scheme. Anyway, also Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. Now I've got all four of this wave sitting right here next to me on my Legends shelf. I've got like a Legends showcase shelf with some of my like more collectible Legends books and items and you know, like my Watto cup topper. And man, they look great. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely excellent on the shelf. Really happy to have them. Also got some Canon things in the mail the other day. I'm hoping I can carve out some time this weekend. Life's been busy, but it's feeling like it's going to be a reading Star Wars kind of weekend. Got the Edge of Balance, the new manga, and uh, the Life Day Treasury. But I think I'm going to save this for a little bit later in the holiday season. I feel like I need like a cup of... What's, what's Luke's favorite drink? Freddie, you remember? Um, well, let's see. There's, there's, what did he mention? Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm. This is like the most iconic Legends drink there is, Freddie. Come well, on. Well, I mean, there's, there's, uh, he, he didn't like blue milk. It's just he hot like chocolate. It's a whole he thing in the Thrawn trilogy. Luke is he so edgy. Wants... He drinks hot it's, chocolate. <laughs> it's not like hot calf. It's not, it's not, uh, blue milk, right? It's, he just wants his good old fashioned hot chocolate. He's bag. a good boy, Luke Skywalker in Legends, <laughs> isn't he? Such yeah. a, he's not milking it out of any animals or anything. Um, He's just, he's getting it the old-fashioned way, out of the drawer in the Millennium Falcon. Well, you know what you can't find in the drawer in the Millennium Falcon? The Legends news that we've got to bring to you this week. Hey, nothing like being off the air for two months to have some groundbreaking news about ancient and irrelevant content, am I right? Uh, why don't you throw up the first bit of news here for us, Rick? That is, we had a huge news drop a week ago, just getting ready for the Legends Look Back relaunch, and that is we've got a remake of Knights of the Old Republic headed our way at some point. We don't know the release date at this point. Um, guys, have you all played KOTOR? 
Yeah, yeah. I definitely haven't played it as much as I've played Star Wars Galaxies, which I still play to this day. Uh, but but KOTOR is, is another one of those classics that I just... I, I definitely love playing, and I'll never forget the first time I played it. I was in the cantina just gambling as much as I could. <laughs> yeah, with Pazak. We've been back on the show for, if you're keeping count, 25 minutes, and Freddie has already mentioned Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> So congratulations if you're playing along at home. Rick, have you ever played KOTOR? Are you excited for the uh, new one? So I'm actually playing it uh, right now for the first time through <gasps> because I I wasn't a gamer when I was a kid for some stupid reason. And growing up, just I really like I had like a couple consoles, but I was like Halo or Bust or something, you know. And then before I played Spyro yeah. on the PlayStation, that was about it. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm playing through right now on mobile and excited about that. Hopefully I don't get stuck in like the first 30 minutes, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, if you make it past Terrace, I would say that you would have already progressed past more than half the people who have ever played KOTOR, <laughs> because it does take a while, but it's worth it. It's so worth it, because, man, when you get off Terrace, then redacted. All right, I won't tell you, because it's amazing. Emily, KOTOR, what's your take? Um, I'm not much of a gamer. My gaming experience started with Nintendo 64, and it ended with the Game Boy SP. So, like, very narrow <laughs> yes. window. Um but if it's cool enough, I'm not against playing it. But I also, we don't have a PS5. We have an Xbox. So I don't know that we would be mm. able to really play that. But I might talk to Rick about the mobile thing. I could, I might be convinced. Yeah, it's cheap on um, like iPad and iPhone. Um, it's also on Steam as well, the original. Obviously, the remake isn't done yet. Basically, the spiel with the remake is that it's going to be, you know, uh, remastered. Not not just remastered, but remade, they said, from the ground up, whatever that means, for next-gen consoles, specifically, though, exclusive to PlayStation 5 and PC. There is a rumor floating around, I don't know how credible it is, that it's only exclusive to the PlayStation 5 at launch, but then will eventually make its way over... Um, I know, I don't necessarily have the space in my budget for a PlayStation 5 yet, but, you know. Yeah, fix your roof We'll first. see how long this yeah. takes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long this takes to come out. What's one hope you have for the remake, Freddie? <sighs> you know, a lot of people kept talking about how they want to change the the gameplay, or not the gameplay, the, um, sorry, the, the fighting mechanics. Yeah, the combat. Yeah, the combat, exactly, but... I mean, I have to be honest, I feel like the original combat, and someone mentioned it also on, and you know, we, we're, this is our, uh, I'm not even sure, it was our little dress rehearsal, right? So no one really saw this. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet, but uh, someone mentioned that that the gameplay reminds them of like a D20 game, right? Like a, a role-playing game, which I, I'm totally for. So right. I'd like to just see a tweak on graphics, it, something Graphics, the you know the the art of of Revan's high rendered HD face was amazing. So I can only imagine what that game would look like in today's video game graphics standards. I think it would just be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, that's all they showed. It was it was basically like you know one step up from a poster. They could have just shown us a logo, but instead we got a little bit of footage of Revan looking slick. 
Thick. Um, that's right. Looking fly. And as he did so, it kind of made us think, well, is it even a he? Who's under that helmet? Because that was kind of the fun in the game is you create your own character and um, you don't exactly know who's under the helmet. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun to consider how this game could make some shifts going into the next generation. The one thing with combat that I hope they really preserve, which was this, if you had like a, you know, you're starting out in the game, this is probably where Rick's at at this point, you know, like a vibro sword before you get your lightsaber and you're in the dueling ring, you're hacking away at the enemies, you would just hack the snot out of your opponent. Whack! Whack! And it was like 10 damage. Nope. Didn't do anything. It's like basically would have sling bladed people's faces right down the middle and they're just like, not a scratch, bro. Give me your best shot. Is that the, is that the worst you can do? And um, even when you get your lightsaber later in the game, you'll go up against like, you know, like a savage bug in a cave. And it'll take like 10, 20, 30 hits on certain opponents to take them down. I would like to see something of just how goofy that was preserved. Because, you know, it's kind of the classic charm of the game, (laughs) right? We're excited about this. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the Discord what are your hopes for the KOTOR remake. Uh, Are you excited to follow along on Rick's journey as he is playing this through for the first time? Uh, Freddie, why don't you take us away with the next little bit of Legends news? This is a fun little tidbit, isn't it? Yeah, this next one is is awesome. I I'm super excited for this and and I want this in my collection. Why? Because it is the Golden Book Story of the Faithful Wookiee, which is uh it's taken from the holiday special, I believe. Uh it's got the same Boba Fett with his his disintegrator rifle, I believe, and uh it, it's it, it honestly uh, I'm super excited to have that on my shelf. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's the, the little golden book adaptation of, right, the, the Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special that just, yeah. this is the most legendary thing ever, that just recently got put now on the Disney Plus, so it's relevant all over again. <laughs> and also the fact that, you know, the rifle is what they use in the Mandalorian, the, what'd you call it? Pulse phaser? Uh, I think it's like a disintegrating rifle. It's the one that blows up Jawas, for crying out loud. That's what it is. You know what we're talking yeah. about. Um <laughs> Plus or minus in this adaptation, Freddie? How many jaw? How many Jawas get disintegrated? Ooh, I'm hoping at least five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that happened but, in the cartoon. I watched it recently when we did our episode on it. You know, one thing I do want to point out is that all the pictures that we've seen of the Golden Book so far does not have a Legends banner, so I'm assuming that this is now let uh, canon. <laughs> I don't think any of the little Golden Books are <laughs> canon. Um, Oh, my goodness. How about you, uh, our new team members here? Rick, Emily, have you seen the Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special? Oh, man. Rick probably has. (laughs) So I've seen it once when I I watched the entire holiday special, like in one sitting, primarily because I just couldn't move. You know, it's one of those you just can't stop staring. Uh, But I don't remember (laughs) any of the details. So yes, but kind of no. Oh, it's it's available on Disney Plus yeah. at this point. It only takes, what do you think, Freddie, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. I'll give you this much. There's a plot twist. <laughs> and it is probably the best thing from the holiday special. <laughs> you think that's a fair assessment? I think so. It's fair. Oh, man. Well, the... We've got some fun news with that. Uh, coming up, though, we also have some kind of scary uh, news. Freddie... We both got on the same day a delay on a book that we're really looking forward to. Uh, tell the good folks what happened with the Star Wars Fiction Insider. Ah, I messed it up again. The Star Wars <laughs> Insider Fiction Collection Volume 2. 
Yeah, it got delayed. Uh, we were supposed to get it sometime this month, and now it's delayed another month. Uh, and you know, it's not it it's not the only Star Wars Legends book to get delayed. I feel like everything so far. Uh, you know, we've gotten a few that have released on time and, and a few that just seem to just keep getting pushed out. Well, this happened with the first volume, and we eventually yeah. got it. And spoiler alert, we're reading it for an upcoming roundtable for next week. So read it quickly if you want to be in on the roundtable. In fact, uh, I was reading it today, and I've got some kind of weird information to share about this. You guys ready to, for it to get weird on our our first episode back with Legends Look Back? Always. Let's do it. <laughs> I am going to go on the record and call it the number one New York Times best smeller because <laughs> this book smells amazing. <laughs> There's something about, like, do you like good. that one? Rick, Rick's the king it. of great. dad jokes. Um, I couldn't hear people's laughs in the chat, so I'm just going to assume they were laughing oh, at, along at home. Did you just now get it? No, I got I was laughing <laughs> silently, Jared. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Best smeller because it smells good. Um, it. All right. Open it up. Do it live on air if you've got it. I've got it here. Lying Let me around. smell it. Let me smell it. See if it's any good. It's, it's got like... All right. So there are no used copies of this. It just came out in May. Um, unless, of course, you've like got some crazy funks going on at home. This thing, it's It's pristine. And the paper is just the right quality. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I'm hoping whenever the volume two shows up, whether it's this month, next month, the month after, that it smells at least half as good. Um, the stories in it look good. I'm really enjoying volume one. We're going to talk about it more next week. It's weird. It's odd. Uh, but um, at least for us, Freddie and I, uh, our copies got delayed. Now, first time around, Freddie, comic shops still got theirs on the on the release date. So... Yeah, there were some copies floating around like over a month before I got mine. So if you're really dedicated, you could probably find it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you might be able to find it. But you know, sometimes just waiting for that book to hit you, it, it feels so good to see it. Absolutely. Well, we've got another thing that's delayed. However, we've got some <laughs> artwork to show off. That is the Star Wars Legends: Rise of the Sith Omnibus has been delayed to November. I know the good news there is you've got some time to save money because these things are like a hundred bucks. It is, at least for the KOTOR, it's like I'm sitting right over here, the KOTOR volume is, uh, what, what, 1,300 pages, Freddie? Yeah, I believe so. It's about, I think it is 1,300 pages. It's a massive 10-pound book. It is, yeah, absolutely. And this, this, this volume is going to be something similar. It looks like the, the Marvel Legends Epic Collections are being put out now... Um, they're like they're taking three of them and then binding them, bundling them into a hardback, which is ultra collectible. And I'm really excited they're do- that they're doing this, especially considering I don't own a ton of the Marvel Legends Epic Collection. So excited to get my hands on these in this volume. Uh, can we talk about the artwork a little bit? We've got uh, two different covers for this. The one that Corey so lovingly called Forehead Qui-Gon. It's <laughs> nothing but Qui-Gon's forehead on the cover. And now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. <laughs> Like no, a five head. This cover is from. It's a five head. That one's almost as bad as my best smellers joke. Um, this one is from the artists Box and Fleming, and I'm sure I messed that up, but you know who you are with the forehead. And uh, then the comic shop cover is the mall cover with done by an artist, just Fleming, no Box this time. Uh, however, with the Kotor volume, Freddie, did did your cover get changed the first time around? 
It did. It did actually. It did change. Um, it, this this cover. So the cover that you're you're talking about for for this uh, Rise of the Sith is probably going to be honestly the most popular selection. I think most people are going to go for this one. It's it's a beautiful cover and it just fits the title. The mall cover uh, or the forehead cover? The the mall the mall cover. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The forehead cover. I think that's going to be a little rare. You might want to grab one of those just in case. <laughs> It would make sense if more people went for the mall cover. I mean, he's a very iconic looking character. I love the the red and the blue kind of thing it's going got going on. It's from the, it's actually not from the the comic itself. As far as I know, it's from like the Young Reader book by Ryder Wyndham, and so they're repurposing this art in kind of an odd way. However, we're warning you right here live on Legends Look Back uh, that it could get changed because it, it could did before it's finalized. The the variant cover got changed the first time around at least for um for the kotor cover yeah i've got it right here with his beautiful teeth um yeah i'd like to i'd like to see that on a golden book <laughs> <laughs> mommy what's this halloween um, special your barnes and noble yeah perfect right in time for halloween now this is, book is called the wrath of darth maul so they're repurposing mm. this cover for a marvel uh, the marvel hardback collection of a dark horse collection of comics don't you just love legends but this is coming out pretty soon whenever it comes out we'll give it a month two or three and then we will review it right here on the show um also we've got some other hardcovers announced we don't have to spend a ton of time on this but the next big hardcover omnibus was just announced a few days ago the empire volume one this one comes out on march the first and it contains a whole bunch of comics none of them however called empire no no it's (laughs) It's all, um, if I remember correctly, it's all Purge and uh, what is the other one? The other Dark Times. It's got a lot of Dark Times. Maybe all of yeah. it. I'm trying to see here. A yeah, lot so of Dark got, Times. Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some Republic in there. You've got some Purge comic books from tw- uh, 2005 to it looks like 2010 or so. Uh, my, got my, some Dark Times. The theory that I've seen going around the internet with the, these, though, is that they're not naming them, these big omnibi, based off of the titles that are in them as much as the time period. So, like, the, yeah. the KOTOR omnibus, every single issue of Knights of the Old Republic by John Jackson Miller, the, the, the title of the omnibus is not Knights of the Old Republic by John Jackson Miller. It is called The Old Republic. Yeah. But it doesn't contain any of the issues of The Old Republic. <laughs> Um, right, and so it gets confusing, but they're naming them after eras, lending themselves, you know, leading into the future where they can just use a volume two or a volume three. So it, I'm going to go ahead and predict it right here, volume two of Empire, whenever that comes out, is going to actually contain some issues of Empire. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for, I'm excited for Empire number one because uh, those Darth Vader comics, uh, I think it's uh, Darth Vader and the Ghost Prison. I really, I really do enjoy that run. It was, I think it's tw- 2012. I've not read uh, many of these at all. How about you guys? Um, Emily, I know that you haven't read a ton of the, the comics. Uh, or do I have that wrong? Is it Rick? Uh, have you read any of these issues? It's going to be fun for us to discover. I have not. I have not read a Star Wars comic, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh. I got some recommendations, Ooh. and I will dive in, but I just need a little bit of time. There's a lot of information <laughs> to start off with, but I'll get there. What about you, Rick? Yeah. You don't have to read all 1,300 pages of this as your first go-around. <laughs> that might be a little much, but, I mean, who knows? So, for me, I maybe be, like, a, a couple steps ahead of Emily. I've read some comics, but mostly some of the canon, trying to get caught up with some of the newer stuff. 
but I'm a collector and I'm a, a sales like addict. So all of those good sales we've had over this past year, uh, like Force Day and a Star Wars Day and all that, I ate them up. So I have a huge collection of comics to read. And of course, Marvel Unlimited provides you with great uh, access digitally. And I'm starting to get more physical copies too. So it's like that Michael Scott meme from The Office of, you know, uh, got it. I own it, read it. But no, you know, I butchered the line, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So one of the things I love about Rick is he's like the avid collector who still has a long way to go in terms of actually yeah. reading the content. And so that's going to be the fun thing about Legends Look Back is he'll actually have to read these books that he's I have read quite a few years. Legends books, especially the, you know, the, the big ones. But, um, yeah, there's still plenty that I haven't. <laughs> you know, the cover, the cover artist for Empire... Uh, there's you've got Dave Wilkins and Sunero Sanda. Uh, Suneo Sanda is I've got actually one of his original art pieces. Uh, it, it, it it's it's kind of got like this Japanese style wave around Yoda using oh. the force to like calm the wave. See, I thought about you when I saw his name. I was like, I'm pretty sure Freddy's got something. <laughs> it's he's awesome. I mean, the, the thing is, a lot of these these books are are. The the authors the uh, sorry not the authors but the artists on a lot of these omnibuy are fairly big names in in the Star Wars comic industry so I, you know you love to see it absolutely yeah these are both gorgeous we'll talk about these more on a future episode because we're going long here with the Legends Look Back Legends Lookout segment and it's our first episode returning we've got so much to talk about we've been off the air there's a lot of news to catch up on one last thing we want to say in the news segment here before we move on into the main show that is a little bit of somber news and yet kind of a triumph at the same time and that is the historic Star Wars books podcast, Jedi Journals, a show that I know oh, yeah. that both Freddie and I have loved for a long time, has just concluded with um, the September 2021 episode. I was listening to it today while I was running. Um, Jay and Chris and Dennis, they've been doing this show for so awesome. 11 years, Freddie. Yep. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I've been listening to them for about 11 years because I, I started listening to them uh, in their single-digit episodes you know like episode number eight or something like that and wow i've been listening ever since and and they they are a reason why i wanted to do this and and i mean they've they've 70 author interviews can you believe that oh man well we've got our own spin on on you know doing the star wars books podcast star wars legends podcast however you know both freddie and i have been big fans we're definitely inspired by them and um the recent acquisition segment, hey, that's something that they do. Um, of course, we're doing it on video, so you can see it in HD, uh, which is something they never did. But, you know, hey, they did 70 author interviews over those 11 years. They had people like, they even got Aaron Alston before he passed yep. away, which is cool. Uh, so we want to say huge tribute, shoot Viking funeral to legends, to what was that show called? To Jedi Journals, <laughs> we'll shoot our flaming arrows and uh, bury you guys on Dathomir. Very happy to have had all the content you guys have put out all these years, and we are happy to carry on the baton as one of many Star Wars books podcasts that have followed in their wake. So before we go any further into the show tonight, we're going to take a quick ad break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the crossover event that was begun Monday night on The Living Forest, continued Wednesday on The Cosmic Forest, talking about the rich history of women in the Star Wars galaxy. And wow, we've done a lot of research going into this episode. I'm very excited to celebrate the ladies behind this scenes of the Legends universe. So let's get to it. 
this event that we are doing tonight on the show is the third part, as we mentioned, of this three t- three-part crossover event that was begun Monday. It was inspired, the entire idea, and all the blame, no, all the credit goes to our friend Emma, Emma Park, over at the Cosmic Force, of course, filled in for us for a little while there in July and August on Legends Look Back as our producer. Emma had this idea to celebrate the women of the Star Wars galaxy across all the different shows in canon books, in comics, and in Legends as well. I've been really enjoying the event, haven't listened to all of every episode, but I've listened to parts of both Mondays and Wednesdays. And um, really love the content that they've put out. Now, I want to ask, you know, why should we do a show like this? Why is it important to highlight the women behind the scenes of the Star Wars galaxy? And I'm going to ask our new female co-host. This is really fun to be able to uh, actually not just have men talking about (laughs) the women of the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Emily, why do you think it's important that we do a show like this? Oh, I think celebrating female authors is important because... They are in the minority still, or we, as women in Star Wars fandom in, in general, are still in the minority. And really, the only way you can truly write a woman well is if you are a woman yourself. <laughs> like, to truly understand yeah. the complexity of um, being different. And honestly, and just celebrating the diversity of the fandom in general. Like, uh, more, I just think that celebrating diversity can never be um, a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And here's the thing, you know, legends can kind of get looked at as like, oh, well, it was just by dudes for dudes. (laughs) And sometimes when the women were written, you know, there's basically two main tropes that ladies can fall into in some of some, though not all of some of the older Star Wars content. And that is either, well, they are the awesome um, kind of scrappy girl who loves getting her hands dirty and can totally take any dude in a fight. Or the other trope, which is the love interest for the men. And, of course, one of the things we want to highlight in this, of course, is uh, the fact that there is a lot more nuance. Even in Legends, which, of course, there are you know these two tropes that can be pitfalls, of course, in storytelling. Nevertheless, we are going to highlight some of the characters. We're going to spend more of our time on this episode talking about the creators behind the scenes in the Legends universe. Because, of course, we did an episode on um, the ladies of Legends, the characters themselves. That is episode something got in here episode 25 uh, with meg back uh, maybe about a year ago and so that would be a fun one to check out if you want part four to this round table some bonus content now uh, rick let me ask you you're new to the to the team here did you catch our most recent crossover event that we did before women in uh, Star Wars? that you did with legends look back <laughs> you mean crossover yeah legends look back cosmic force and living force or was it living force game nights yeah and game nights give me a hint um, right. a couple months ago it's got pheromones. Jeez. And it's quite the opposite of uh, what you would hope for in a... Uh, let's say it's it's a little insensitive. Uh, I don't think I did. I, I was catching up on some of the other shows. I haven't caught all of them, but it's not, not ringing a bell. Tell me more. Well, we'll have to Pretty send... Sure I bought the hat. Yeah, yeah, Freddie does have a hat. So we did Shadows ah, of the right, Empire, right, the 1996 right. massive crossover event, and we did it across uh, the three different shows, um, Us, Cosmic Force, and Game yes. Nights, which was a ton of fun. Now, here's the thing. We wanted to do this because it was a huge multimedia event, and because uh, I had never read it. 
and was excited to experience it for the first time. One of the rare Legends books that I just had been saving, had been waiting to pick up. So I planned this whole thing, took months on this, got lots of different people involved, wrote articles for the site, uh, played through the video game. I even bought the collector's edition Atomic Purple video game. Little did I know, man, this book was super problematic. So uh, Eric jokingly said on The Living Force Monday that, well, our first crossover event was about possibly the most sexist thing Star Wars has ever done. (laughs) And so this is a much-needed course correction. We'll call it a very different crossover event, nevertheless. I want to be very clear on the record. I did not know. And I did not know. And it is possible to enjoy the book and to say, you know, there's some things here we would have done differently, some things we don't like even, even some things we can call disgusting. Nevertheless, you can still enjoy the story. Uh, We're going to celebrate it as a very fun book. It doesn't have to be for everybody. But we are really excited to go a different direction with this crossover event. Isn't that right, Emily? Oh, yes. It's time. (laughs) Did you read it? Did you read Shadows of the Empire? I did not, but I cringe. Honestly, that has been one of the main reasons why I've kind of avoided Legends. Because I feel like there was an era of really all sci-fi and fantasy books where it... They just didn't do the best job portraying com- like complexity in women. Um, so right. anyway, I'm I'm just excited for this new era. That's why I mostly stuck with canon. Like as I like, well, yeah. It will be good to have your perspective when those things <laughs> yeah. come up, and you'll have to call us on it. Uh, I do think that you'll be surprised along the way I th- with I'm some sure of the female be. characters. I would say Mon Mothma. All right, here we go. Let's uh, pick our battles here. Mon Mothma is better in Legends than in canon. A hundred percent. She is more well-rounded. She has more agency. She's better developed. And I don't think she's assassinated. Isn't she assassinated in canon? I don't know. I think that happened. Or maybe it was an attempted assassination. I have to go back and reread all my canon books. Not just that, but she led an entire rebellion while she was under attack without even realizing she was under attack. Yeah. Her body, right, was was almost falling apart, and she was still leading the (laughs) empire, or the the empire, the uh, (laughs) rebellion. What kind of revisionist history is this, I was just about to quote, this attack (laughs) on my life has left me deformed and scarred, but that's the wrong leader, too, so... (laughs) Yeah, well, I I think you'll be surprised along the way. And part of the reason for that is there were some amazing female creators in Legends. Now, I'm going to ask, don't look at the show notes here. Look away for a minute. If you've already read them, forget everything you've looked at. I want to just, based on the authors that you know and love, of course, we've got some great Legends authors like A.C. Crispin, Christy Golden, Karen Travis. Um, (laughs) Of course, there's so many others we're going to talk about. But let me ask you, if you were to just guess what one female Legends author has written the most Legends books, who would you, if you were just pulling it off the top of your head without having done any research, who might you guess that it is? Um, let's start with Freddie. Well, the, the earliest that I can remember, at least for now, is the author of my favorite book, uh, Kathy Tires. And I cannot think of anybody before that. So, so. Kat- Kathy Tyres has only written two, two full-length adult uh, Legends yeah. books. Trusa Bakura. Now, here's the question for you, Freddie, without looking in the notes. Do you know her other book? Ah, uh, what was her other book? I can't think of it at the moment. It's nowhere near the Trusa Bakura. In fact, it's when, oh, you see, right. when you see her on this list, it's kind Balance of like, point. oh, right. Why'd she write that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the seventh yeah. book in the New Jedi Order. Just she only wrote the one. It is, however, one of the five hardcovers. So there's there's that. 
there's that. Yeah. But no, yeah. she does not take the cake as the most prolific Legends writer. How about you, Rick? Who would be your guest? Well, so I actually did look at the notes, and so I know this, so I don't know if you want me to spoil it now or just let someone else guess. All right, so take yourself back in time <laughs> like a week ago. A who, week ago, would you have guessed? I was one of the many in Star Wars fandom who did not realize that AC Crispin was a female, and so um, <laughs> I would. Now that I know that, my mind's blown, and I'm like, "Wow, that's awesome!" So I'll, I'll say AC Crispin. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. There was somebody else on the team. Maybe it was Emma. Yeah, right. the A is Anne. It stands for Anne. I just discovered about her this week, tra- tragically, that she's dead. I didn't know. Yeah, uh, she passed away in 2013. So uh, I learned that while watching mm-hmm. the Cosmic Force the other day. Um, it's a big surprise to me. I was kind of like, oh, it's like a knife in the gut. Like uh, Rook had just stabbed me or something. Like I could not believe. Could not believe. Um, some of the best female characters in all of Legends come in her books. I wonder why. It's almost <laughs> like they were written by a woman, right? Um, Bria Theron, who is kind of the inspiration for, um, oh. What's Emma? Oh, what's her name? The main Kira, Kira and Solo, right? The kind of rebellious um, love interest for Han, who's got her own agenda. Of course, we've got the big Barnes and Noble leather-bound hardcover. You ever seen this thing, Emily? I know that so like cool. the other three of us are kind of big collectors. Have you seen this thing? No. So cool! I definitely have that. that it is beautiful. just one of my it's one of my favorite books. Look at Jabba sitting on the back here, oh, smoking a hookah. That. That's well, gorgeous. Barnes and Noble. You can use Amazon uh, Utini affiliate links, even at barnesandnoble.com. Right. Um, yeah, so AC Crispin, I have not read all three in their entirety. I have only done a Paradise Snare in its entirety and have done the abridged audiobooks of the other two. So I'm looking forward to actually finish. I've been reading The Hut Gambit on and off sparingly for like <laughs> two or three months. <laughs> not especially far. Okay, uh, so there's two. Freddie Guest, Kathy Tears. Um, Rick's guess retrospectively was um, AC Crispin. She's only wrote the trilogy. So her only Star Wars books were the Han Solo trilogy. It's crazy, crazy. Okay, and Emily, your guess. <sighs> what female Legends writer would have been, you know, you've read the notes at this point. Um, I still don't have an this. answer. Which, Just pretend. Which of these writers read the notes. had you even heard of? <laughs> well, that's, that, was my, that was my answer. Wildly unfair question for someone who is so new. But um, the last person I remember you guys talking about was Christy Golden, so that's my answer. I feel like you guys talk about her Yeah, a lot. well, she's a canon writer. Oh, okay, well. Sure, so okay. she's written. My bad. She's written several canon books. Um, yeah. And this is kind of the thing. I think a lot of canon fans wouldn't even know that mm-hmm. she started in Legends. And so, no, she, however, was not the most prolific. Now, we got the correct answer in the chat. I want to give a huge shout-out to our buddy Average Joe. Joe guest jude watson ah. he's he's right and he's wrong what right you know freddie why would i say that he's wrong well i mean i i was i was honestly shocked that it was uh jude watson because i mean jedi apprentice jedi quest and the last of the jedi books that's and you have it in the chat, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking of Jude Watson or mm-hmm. Judy Blundell. Yeah, Bl- Bundell. That's why I said that he's only half right because yeah, that exactly. Jude Watson isn't her real name. That's a pen it's name. Her, it's her. Um, what do you call it? What do you call it? It's yeah. the pen name or pseudonym. Oh, there's like exactly. So I thought so too. It's it, but it, yeah, interesting. Interestingly, Jude Watson oh. is uh, Judy Blundell. 
if anyone didn't yeah, know that. man, she's written not just Star Wars, but in some other franchises as well. I mean, she's a an absolute workhorse. She's cranked out so many books to her name, and you know, you don't have to be a huge fan of Legends to look back to know they are absolutely some of my favorite Star Wars books. That you know, three series connectivity, that whole universe that she built up across those young reader books, they are fantastic. She can cram into like 200, 120 pages of you know this young reader book. So much world building concerning these like new planets that she'll take people to but outside of the young reader books uh, the most prolific then uh, followed by uh, following jude watson we've got rebecca moesta who wrote alongside nancy ann richardson and then her husband kevin j anderson she co-wrote the young jedi knights books and the junior jedi knights books so that puts her up at about 20 so a lot of editing as well oh did she yeah uh, blowing so many other Star Wars writers out of the water. I mean, even Timothy Zahn, he's written 16, right? Wasn't that the number? 13, 16? Um, it was one of the drunk trivia night questions. <laughs> I wrote it and have already forgotten the answer. I think it's 16. <laughs> he's written 16 books. Um, you know, you think about the 30 that Jude Watson has written. Really really amazing stuff. Um, and besides that, we do have uh, quite a few authors who have written three. And so both... Um, A.C. Crispin, Christy Golden, and Karen Travis. Yeah. No, Karen Travis has written more than three. So Karen Travis, I believe, then comes in first among adult le- female writers who've done yeah. adult legends books, right? Honestly, Karen, in my opinion, Karen Travis wrote some of the best war-centric Star Wars books hmm. with the Republic Commando books. Absolutely, yeah. Um we're going to talk more about her in a second, but let's start back chronologically in the early days of Legends with these female creators. First and foremost, a creator I was learning a little bit about the other night on the Cosmic Force is Mary Jo Duffy. Uh, she wrote in the original Marvel Star Wars run. Rick, you mentioned that you've done Marvel Unlimited. Uh, you ever touched into this old school stuff? The 1977 series? To. It's wacky. There's Hoojibs. Um, there's Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've heard of Jackson. Our buddy Jose's favorite Star Wars character. Well, she wrote every single issue from issue 70 onward. Um, What's like maybe two plus years of, could be three years that she wrote on the mainline Marvel series. So um, the one of the original EU writers was a woman. And I would say one of the most underrated, somebody who's never talked about. Now, had you even heard of her prior to this, Freddie? No, honestly, I haven't. I haven't. And I would say most notably, you know, in terms of her contribution to the larger Legends universe, she brought back Shira Bree, who was like Luke's girlfriend from earlier in the series, a little love One interest. She's like, you know what, we're going to bring back, yeah, he's got, oh, he's got a lot of love interests in Legends. She brings back, one of her first moves as a writer is to bring back Luke's ex-girlfriend and turn her into the Dark Lady of the Sith with a light whip. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about some female rage. Uh, man, uh, Lumaya, one of the coolest female characters for sure. So Mary Jo Duffy, hats off to you as uh, we want to revive uh, the interest in her as a Legends storyteller. Uh, and then secondly, the only other comics creator that we will talk about is Jan Dersima, who wrote yeah. alongside John Ostrander. For my money, one of the absolute best Star Wars creators there ever was. Co-created the characters Ayla Secura, Quin- Quinlan Voss. Um, she worked on the Republic series, Legacy, as well as many other Star Wars projects. I've got a little piece that I've written for the site that hasn't gone live yet all about her and her contribution. Um, Freddie, you're a big Dursima fan? Oh, yeah, man. I, especially Dursima's art. 
and and her storytelling in comics, it's first of all, it's it's hands down. Jan Dersma is one of my favorites when it comes to uh, that content. I, think I enjoy about, it every single time. You think about um, her being a comics artist, but she's more than that, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, she doesn't do just art. She does. Um, Gosh, she does everything, it feels like. <laughs> right. Um, well, you think about comics creators. Um, they, they work, especially during kind of this period, the early to mid, late 2000s worked, I guess we just call it the 2000s, <laughs> early, <laughs> mid, and late 2000s, um, work very much in tandem with the, the, the writer. And so they're developing story together. Yeah. And so you think about the writer right? is not just a writer, they're helping create, you know, the visuals in their mind that they then transfer to the writer. But then the illustrator is also having a huge effect on the story as well. So definitely love what she's what she's been doing. Is she's even been contributing on some High Republic covers. I was sorting through my stacks the other night to see if I've got her autograph, and I can't find it. So that's bugging me. That's going to have to change. <laughs> We talked about the creators in comics with uh, Mary Jo Duffy and Jan Dersma. We've talked about the young reader creators with um, the writers Jude Watson and Rebecca Moesta. Um, let's talk about um, some of the adult novel novelists, the, the writers on adult novels. There's got to be a better way to say this. The full-length adult stuff. Not, not adult in that kind of a way. Um, I don't know. The full-length stuff. All right. Well, your pick... <laughs> on who you thought was the most prolific, Rick, was A.C. Crispin. A.C. Crispin, she's not the only Legends creator who has written a trilogy. In fact, we've got three, to my count, three um, women who have written a trilogy of Star Wars books. That is, three from the same series, though not necessarily a complete cohesive trilogy. Now, here's what I mean. Christy Golden wrote one-third of the Fate of the Jedi series. Now, Emily, you mentioned you'd heard of her before, right? Yes. She also wrote in canon um, Dark Disciple, right? The Quinlan Voss, oh, Asajj okay, Ventress yeah. book. Mm -hmm. As well as, what's her other one? Do you guys know? There's at least one more. One of the Battlefront books? We're the Legends podcast, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she also, however, has written, uh, and as that's the case with most of these women, a handful of short stories as well. And so little Star Wars insider contributions. In fact, have you noticed? We'll see how far you guys are in your read-through of, um, of the Star Wars yeah. Insider Fiction Collection Volume 1. She wrote the Jag and Jaina Solo, Jag mm -hmm. and Jaina Phil Solo, what are their last names? Legends, you're killing me here. Jag and Jaina go on their honeymoon. And they get ambushed by, you know, uh, bounty hunters, right? Mm -hmm. She wrote that story, which I think is one of the better ones in the book, which is cool. Uh, she wrote one-third of the Fate of the Jedi series, um, kind of filling in after Karen Travis had left the lineup after having written the Legacy of the Force series. So tell us a little bit, Freddie, about Karen Travis. Yeah, so Karen Travis, uh, so in my opinion, has written some of the most war-centric uh, Star Wars books. I mean, we've got, I know we've got the X-Wing books, but that takes you into the pilot version of war. But these Republic Commando books, and, and you know, it, she had a whole lineup, and unfortunately it just didn't go the right path, and uh, that, that series didn't quite get finished, which always hurts a little bit, but at least we have a little bit of closure with, with her uh, her blog, I guess, her website, on her thoughts on how Yeah, things. well, that's the thing with both Christy Golden and Karen Travis. They both had Legends books that were canceled. Yeah. Um, 
not because you know they did anything egregious, but because you know publishing there's always contracts and um, you're working with other creatives and sometimes the visions conflict and well Karen Travis of course had hit the floor I think two or three different books the one most infamously would be what Imperial Commando 2 yes which on her site she kind of gives like the the plot of what she she was going to do with that so there's a a way to tie up that loose end for sure Um, she wrote one third of the Legacy of the Forest series for my money one of my top ten Legends books, which is Legacy of the Forest, book two, Bloodlines. The one with the, I call it the Christmas <laughs> Boba Fett cover, right? Because it's red and green. Um, one not of, Hot Dog Boba Fett. Not Hot Dog Boba Fett, <laughs> Christmas Boba Fett. It's a different Boba Fett, right? <laughs> and now, here's a fun little game, um, if you guys aren't looking at the notes. Karen Travis, of course, is most famous for having written the Republic Commando books. We just talked about the fact that she has also written one-third of the Legacy of the Forest series. She wrote every like, third book on this rotating cycle of authors. Three authors on each of these series did three books apiece. She's written two other full-length adult novels in Legends. Do you know what they are? Uh, Karen Travis man. has written prolifically the Republic Commando series and Legacy of the Forest. What else did she write for Star Wars? Uh, let me Wild see. guess. There's no wrong answers because clearly you have no way of knowing this. <laughs> you know what's funny? Rick is looking at his shelf. You no said I'd look at the notes. I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> Average show, you got me. <laughs> oh, man, I can't think of anything outside of Republic Commando. Legacy of the Force. Okay, yeah, Average Joe's got one. The Clone Wars novelization. Okay. So we're thinking about somebody who writes these militaristic, gritty, yeah. edgy books, and then she wrote the adaptation of the, you know, Practical. very goofy. You know that uh, the movie itself was kind of some of the, the goofier, um, Clone Wars that they did. They had to find their way. She she adapted that into, you know, in, as an as a novel, which was amazing to think about. Um, definitely one of the kind of more obscure facts about Legends that Karen Travis, this prolific war writer, adapted the Clone Wars cartoon. Into That's right. A book. Okay. Just to add on to that, I'm trying to remember where Travis, uh, Karen Travis, where I've seen her before, right? Not not just Star Wars. Hmm. Gears of War and Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also written those books. So she, she <laughs> understands war. <laughs> well, I think our, our buddy Tim, Taco Tim, has been reading her uh, her Halo books, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, excellent writer. She she stirred up a lot of um, angst, man, for a woman to anger as many fanboys as she has. <laughs> it's really quite the accomplishment, and it's not for the fact that she has you know written female characters that are upsetting to men, which is o- often the case, right? It's that she has written such strong men. So, so it's really interesting her angle as a writer. And we're thinking about the male female perspective here. I think she's written the most complex, both like hardcore and sensitive men in all of Star yeah. Wars, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. At also, go ahead. That's what you gather from from the the Republic Commandos, right? They all have their own unique characteristic and and their empathy with it, you know. My favorite thing that she has created is um now, Emily, Rick, if you guys haven't read these books, you're going to think I'm lying here. Uh, t- tell me if it sounds like I'm making this up. She wrote a hermaphroditic flying six-legged dog. All right. What? Does that sound You know, it's legends. Anything goes, right? <laughs> this is 
why I wanted to be on this show. Because what? <laughs> like, yeah, the best character in all of Star Wars. Oh Absolutely. My goodness. Or Murd. Absolutely. Murd. You, you're welcome to join the Murd fan club. Murd. How do you spell Murd that? the Bird Dog. M Y R D. Yes, so a good does that question. make? Thank you for asking. Does that make fans R-D. of Murd murders or murderers? <laughs> oh, there it is. I told you he's got the, the dad jokes, for. y'all. I told you. Um, Karen, Karen Travis has written one other adult full-length Star Wars book. Average Joe in the chat gives us one more shout-out, which is right, but it's a novella. That's Boba Fett, A Practical Man. It's like a 100-page novella, not a full-length novel. Her other full-length novel is one of those random kind of one-off Clone Wars books, Clone Wars No Prisoners. Oh, yeah. So Is her other question. Go ahead. Are all of her books in that same era? If they're talking Republic Commando... Clone Wars and uh, No Prisoners, are those all right there together on the timeline? They're in the same right. era because they're Clone Wars. Um, the TV show doesn't That's quite true. fit the same continuity, and she tried in her novel okay. to make okay. it fit. Yeah. And No Prisoners is a good book. It's like a Rex Ahsoka hmm. book. Um, it's, it's, it's not quite in line with the Republic Commando. I see. It's kind of doing its own thing. And and then the Legacy of the Force series is way on the other end of the timeline. Oh, okay. That's right? true. That's what true. What do you think the t- timeline placement is for that, Freddie? Like yeah. 30, 40 after the Battle of Yavin? Okay. Yeah, I would say so. But she carries forth a couple nice. of characters from her Republic <laughs> Commando series. Mm-hmm. All right. A couple of the Mandos. At one point, Jaina goes over to hang out with Boba Fett and learns how to fight dirty like a Mando, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Now, there's one other great Karen of Legends. <laughs> and I don't mean this in a Karen of Karen kind of way. There's two great Karens of Legends, Karen Travis, and then the lesser-known Karen, Karen Miller. Um, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about Karen Miller? Uh, so she wrote some Clone Wars books, uh, Wild Space and Gambit Siege, Gambit Stealth, and then two other short stories. Right. She wrote this little duology. Have you read these, Freddie? I I have not I have not read those yet. I'm looking at them and I I I've got them somewhere in one of my shelves. They're absolutely some of the most underrated Legends books. Her Clone Wars books are exceptional. Um, mm-hmm. don't don't have to know me very well at all to know that Clone Wars Wild Space is one of my top ten favorite Legends books. We're noticing that a lot of my top ten favorite Legends books have come from some of these female authors. Um, Clone Wars Wild Space is the Obi Wan and Bail Organa buddy cop book. Yep, it's so good. It's so amazing. Episode three or four of Legends Look Back, we did that one with Eric, which was a ton of fun. And um, But then the, the Gambit Siege and Gambit Stealth books, are like uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan taking down uh, against like a biological weapon. There's like a, a manufactured bi- deadly virus. Really a good <laughs> read right now during the pandemic, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. You really want the Jedi to eliminate the, the deadly plague. <laughs> <laughs> the great, the two great Karens of Legends. We need to get like a business card or like a trophy sent to them. The two great Karens of Star Wars Legends. Rick, <laughs> as the producer, I'll, I'll let you handle that. Um, while you're on it, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the women who wrote, you know, kind of the one-hit wonders of Legends. Hmm. So women who wrote like only one or two full-length Star Wars Um, books. Let's see. This is for me, right? Um, yeah. So Kathy Tires. Um, let's see. Martha That's Wells. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, she wrote. Uh, she just came back recently for something in canon. I can't remember. She wrote Razor's Edge, the Princess Leia think. book. Oh gosh, I want to cheat so bad. Um, all right, who am I forgetting? Um, you're doing well. Oh doing come on. Well. There's a. Not sure if you can remember the author of it, it's. Oh, it's one oh. of the best names in my opinion. Christmas oh time. yeah, uh, is that <laughs> Barbara? Sounds oh. like Rhonda. Oh, there's a Barbara. There is a Barbara. Uh, there is okay, a Barbara. No. Uh, yep, I'm blanking. There is a Barbara. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got Vonda okay. McIntyre. I wasn't Ooh. trying to put you on the spot. Oh. I was just going to let you read it out of the show notes. But you're welcome <laughs> yeah, to just try like, to pull wow. it off the Sorry. top of your well, head. Here, I can pull up the show notes and uh, keep it going. Way better. I was just trying to keep myself from you know monologuing, but. I, I enjoyed watching you squirm. I really did. <laughs> yeah, you take it away, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, Von, give him a second Vonda, to pull it up. <laughs> Vonda McIntyre uh, wrote the Crystal Star. I'm not sure if if you guys have read that book yet. Um, Emily, I'm not. Sh- you probably have not read it. Yeah. What about you, uh, Rick? Have yes. you have you read Crystal not Star yet. yet? I haven't gotten to that one yet. I think that should be Emily's first on Legends Look Back is the Crystal what? Star. We had somebody request it the other day in Discord. Really? We could do that. That'd it's, be fun. It's notoriously, you know, one of the, the you know, uh, more overlooked Legends books. We'll just call it that. Overlooked is a great way to put it. <laughs> I'm going to have to find you know, out. It's, it's just not people's so, favorite. Yeah. It's oh, not people's well, favorite. why do you want to make me start there? Uh, it's because it, the prank uh, That's right. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> right. I've been kind of going through the. There's this thing. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on this website. Uh, Utini. How, how do you say it? Uh, Utini. There's this reading order they have that's really great. It's got a few tiers to it. So I've been trying to use that when I get caught up with my legends reading. So I I, I do think unfortunately that some of these are on that third or fourth tier, um, but they're still yeah. great books. I'm sure. Yeah. But we we will probably get to them that's sooner true. than you would have. If you weren't right. on the Legends show. So we've got Barbara Hambly who wrote Children of Twilight. No, Children of the Jedi <laughs> and Planet of Twilight, as well as three short stories. Um, and then who else have we not mm. mentioned? Elaine Cunningham wrote New Jedi Order Dark Journey, which is like uh, going back to Hapes, kind of uh, return mm-hmm. to the, the courtship of Princess Leia. And it puts Jaina Solo, speaking of women, it puts Jaina Solo in a love triangle. Between Prince Isolder, the guy that tried to marry her mom, <laughs> kid you not, and Zek, the angsty Jedi. I mean, it is just so amazing. It is just a, a beautiful, wonderful book. And so Elaine Cunningham wrote that one as well. Now, before we close out the show, we want to talk about some of the ladies behind the scenes, not just the authors or the characters, but there were specifically three pillars of yes. the Legends storytelling universe who were behind the scenes cranking these books out, um, helping come up with some of the concepts on where the galaxy was going to be headed, specifically the New Jedi Order era, you know, the, the 2000s, and three absolute heavy hitters of the expanded universe. Why don't you tell us about the first one, Freddie? Yeah, so I'm glad we're talking about this because it was one of my first things. It's like behind the scenes, yeah, you've got the authors, but really behind the scenes, you've got the editorial director at Delray, Shelley Shapiro, who... You know, basically, she she orchestrated the whole New Jedi Order, um, and and one of one of you know oversaw actually. Shelley Shapiro was the one that oversaw the shift 
between yeah. canon and legends. So that's a pretty big deal. I was actually listening to her interview on Jedi Journals today, kind of trying to give them a tribute as they're going out in style. Uh, a few years ago, she talked about what that was like on yeah. their show. And so did a great job in saying, like, we wanted to tell good stories. And the fun thing about that we're not trying to sideline legends or eliminate or erase legends is often the terminology that's used as much as to say open up storytellers to tell stories with a blank slate. And yeah. uh, I, I actually think that has preserved legends as an artifact mm-hmm. rather than making every book about trying to retcon mm-hmm. what had come before yeah. and to make the mm-hmm. continuity fit. It let our universe be its its own thing. And there's a clean break. And it feels like it might take you 10 years, but it feels like you could read all the legends books eventually mm-hmm. if you wanted to it's possible uh, and so huge shout out shout out to shelly shapiro yeah. which mm-hmm. a great star wars name isn't it shelly shapiro yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is uh emily tell us about the next of the holy trinity of the editorial team in <laughs> legends sure we've got uh sue rosa tony she was the executive editor at lucasfilm licensing for 20 years and finally retired in 2011 Wow, 20 years. Yeah. And she <laughs> collaborated in that, it's a long time, she she collaborated in that big New Jedi Order planning session, so they brought in somebody from Lucasfilm Licensing, and then with the Del Rey team, and then James Lucino, and the legends, you know, the, the New Jedi Order authors, and they all went out to this Chinese restaurant, and that's <laughs> notoriously where they came up with the name of the <laughs> Yuzhan Vong, because there was something on the menu at this Asian restaurant that looked like Yuzhan Vong. It wasn't exactly, <laughs> they changed a couple letters. But they were like, what should these villains be called? How about this? Uh, just look right there on the menu. Yeah, so she was involved in that whole decision as well. And so, yeah, Rick, so, close us out. Um, we also have Lucy Autry Wilson. Um, it's a cool cool middle name. Never seen Autry like that, man. Uh, and so director of publishing at Lucasfilm came up with the idea for a multi-book series longer than a trilogy, which is still, a, would say, a lasting legacy. Uh, and then named That's Prince right. Zizor. How cool is that? Yeah, it's Shizor. Get it right. I totally thought it was Shizor too. Shizor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. You can kind of get the spittle going. Uh, absolutely. Is there like a yeah, that's, a, a, that's where the pheromones Star come from. Wars like pronunciation book that I need to purchase? Is there like a <laughs> no, no. no? There's no such See, thing. Okay. Freddie and I disagree <laughs> on a lot of pronunciations. He puts a little bit more finesse on it than my Mississippi mud mouth. Um, <laughs> what I typically do, Emily, and here's the tip, is I we'll go with whatever the pronunciation is in the audiobooks. Ah, oh, that's yeah. good. And so, you know, not every Legends book right. has an unabridged audiobook, mm-hmm. but most of the characters are eventually mentioned in the unabridged audiobooks. So, like, yeah. Borskphalia. That that one, you'll <laughs> never figure out, but look at all those apostrophes mm-hmm. and vowels. Um, what's another good one that's got a really weird pronunciation, Freddie? Oh. Uh, I mean, Shizor is, well, is, is one I'll, of I'll them for sure. I'll jump in Thrawn's yeah. full name, Mithrawn Yoroto, okay. something like that, right? Uh, thank you. Yeah, Was it Mark right. Thompson who read those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm trying to think of, of some of the names that you and I disagree with every time we talk about it, and I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but they'll well, come yeah. by. Coming up next month on our roundtable mm-hmm. is uh, Rogue Squadron. Um, how do you pronounce the villain, the first name for Isar? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yisan Asard. <laughs> you say Yisan? Right. They say Yisan, it differently. Yeah. Mark Mark Thompson, um, I can't remember exactly what the pronunciation is. I say Yasani. Hmm. Yeah. And 
Yeah, he doesn't pronounce I, that hard I would e say at the end. Anyway, same. we got a good one from Jacob here in the chat. Joruis mm. Sabayoth. That and was so what that's I was the way Thompson about. says it. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people say Kabalf. That's what oh, I thought that's it right. was. That hurts me. And then, ah, that hurts. I can't say it. Yeah, but I, that yeah, one I did listen to the audiobook, and that was very helpful. But there aren't audiobooks for every every book that I want to read. So now I'm going to be in a, in a lot of trouble. You guys are going to have to help me out. Hmm. Yeah, hey, we would love to. In case you can't tell, we love talking about legends. So <laughs> and arguing about pronunciation. We're the people. I'm in the and right throwing the, the new producer under the bus. We're, cool. we're the people for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to throw somebody under the bus. As a school bus driver, I'm I paid offended. our dues. <laughs> we'll take turns. <laughs> you are a school bus driver. That's great. That's oh, my goodness. Well, we got the holy trinity of the ladies behind the scenes at Legends. I've been dying for a chance to talk about them, haven't you, Freddie? Yeah, I, I have, because we, we always talk about the strong uh, ladies of Legends and the strong ladies of, of Star Wars, but we have to understand as well that there are some very real strong ladies in, in you know, the, the, the presence in, the women, the presence of women in Star Wars is, is, is permeating through everything, right? We've got Shmi, we've got all of the powerful... Um, politicians and leaders and uh you know obviously it, it leads into canon and and the the women of, of canon as well and and the women of of not you know we didn't even mention a lot of the 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 comic side of everything right. too and, and yeah they're all over the place Ayla Sakura or Anya Solo yeah and so it's it's just it's great to talk about the women of Star Wars because it's important to know that it, it does matter because if you have like you said earlier just a bunch of dudes writing uh, a bunch of things for dudes it it's kind of the same right and in order to make things interesting and, and to make things innovative you need to bring an, a, a different outlook and yeah. that's that's why it's important well said freddie well said well it, the problem is it, it becomes reductive where you reduce women to not characters but it, and this can happen of course women writing women or women writing men it can happen anywhere across the spectrum if you reduce a character to an agency in somebody else's plot whereas what i love about um what we've got going on here in legends is you know there's some pitfalls along the way there's some traps that uh, authors can fall into uh, but there are some amazing legends characters let's just give each one of us let's go around the horn here and give a shout out to one uh female character in the legends universe who deserves their 15 seconds of fame on this big crossover event legends episode um who is one female character that has not been mentioned that we've got to give a shout out to before the episode is over for more on this go back and watch and listen to legends look back episode 25 um start us off emily we'll start with you um so i really enjoyed bestilla shan sean do you know how you say that yeah Shan. Shan, I'm sure that Freddie says it wrong. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I feel like Sean is a more like Star Wars-y way to say that. But um, I really like her character. I only read her in one book, though. So this is all coming from, what is it, the Old Republic Revan? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But having her be a stay-at-home mom, basically, <laughs> uh, as a Jedi, and to like survive her husband being on a different planet could be dead for just years and she just kind of kept on keeping on that was pretty inspiring to yeah. me as a stay-at-home mom so i was like i see you bastilla i'm on your side look at this i love that perspective yeah. um whereas i read it and i was like they reduced bastilla to a stay-at-home mom you're like 
I appreciate mm-hmm. that she's a stay-at-home mom Jedi. You don't ever see she, it. She represents me. I mean, there are no mom Jedi right. to begin with, but like, I mean, you have Shmi, and that's about the. Oh well, yeah, it's kind of mom. against the rules. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that thing. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Rick, how about way, you? way, way, way off the beaten path here. And this isn't a character that you know has a lot of, I guess, great traits, but just a character that isn't talked about a lot. And okay, I'm probably gonna say this wrong too, but Admiral Dalla from the Jedi Academy trilogy um, was oh. super interesting to me. And oh, yeah. looking at how her name spelled, is she a clone? Curious. Yeah, two Dalla. vowels. Oh, are there you know? two letters next to each other? Two <laughs> vowels know. next to each other? That's a red flag for sure. I've never <laughs> thought flag. about that, Rick. Oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> is she a clone? Um, Rick, have you read any of the like? Way later in the timeline, Star Wars books. Have you read like uh, I don't know if it's Legacy of the Force no, or I'm Fate of the to, Jedi? Have you gotten to those chronological ish? And some of those that are whole series, I want to read together. So I'm I'm waiting on those. Yeah, mm. let me just give you this, Rick. She comes back, man, and she plays a huge nice. Role okay, in one of those I'm excited. Nine book series. A huge role. Oh, it's juicy stuff. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for you. Okay, at uh, Freddie, who's your pick? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna smell the book real quick. Yes, do it. It's got this nice papyrus, dusty, a little a little bit of sourness in there. Um, oof. yeah, that is a that oh, is there an it old is. old book. Truce Freddie's favorite book. Yeah, it's it's my favorite. Uh, definitely number one on my list. So Gary Captison is, you know, there's there's a lot of great characters. So there's Mirax, right? You've got Mirax Winter, who's who's basically the uh, alpha soldier, in my opinion, for for uh, the rebellion and for and Princess for Leia. Leia's BFF, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but to be honest, uh, Gariel Captison is one of my favorites for a couple reasons. She's a very strong character. I believe she's a governor or some sort of political head in. Uh, I can't remember the name Senator, of the planet. Yeah, Senator. Of, yeah, Something Senator. Something like that. Uh, Bakura. <laughs> what am I talking about? So anyway, um, she. She has a sort of love interest with Luke, but she also realizes that if she does that, she's being irresponsible, and she basically tells Luke, like, look, I got to take care of my people. <laughs> yeah, imagine so, saying no to, like, the most famous man in the galaxy. Yeah, and and it, I've always... And the way they explain who she is, right? She's got, I believe, like, gray, gray eyes, and it's it's crazy. And I've always, she was my, my first crush when I was growing up reading it, too, so... The gray-eyed uh, senator that rejects Luke Skywalker? That was your <laughs> yeah. pick? Oh, totally. <laughs> That's amazing. We're learning so much about Freddy tonight. Seriously. That's great. That sounds like a good prompt for a future I'm a... show. Wait, who was your, who's your Legends crush? Yeah. Well, maybe right now. <laughs> that is Would that good. be something we could talk about on the... That is, yeah, write it down, write it down. That is great. This episode's going long, so yeah. not tonight, but eventually. Uh, my pick, very briefly, very drastically different than Freddy's, rather <laughs> than somebody <laughs> that I was attracted to, is uh, a bearable, so somebody who could eat me. Um, Leia's Jedi Master, Saba Seb... I can't even say this at the very end of the show here. Saba Sebatine. She's like a kind of a reptilian, similar family to the Trandoshans, but she's this Jedi... A Jedi master that Luke discovers. She's got her own colony of Jedi younglings, hatchlings that she's raised out of their eggs. And then she comes in, becomes part of the new Jedi order, Jedi 
Council, one of the, the masters on the Council. She trains Leia as a Jedi. She is absolutely one of the most capable, confident, entertaining. Oh, um, she's motherly and also a, a, an excellent warrior and totally will like rip your arm out of your socket. One of I could talk about her all day, apparently. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, plus, in the audiobooks, Mark Thompson's voice for her. Let's see oh, if I yeah. can do it. All right, here we go. I'm Shabbos Libertine. All right, that was a mistake. Anyway, it's very guttural and gnarly. It's unbelievably cool. Well, wish I hadn't done that. You know what I am glad that I did do, however, is this episode of Legends Look Back. This has been a ton of fun. Very excited to have the new team here as we're moving forward. Lots of great things planned in the future. The good news about taking two months off is, hey, we have got all kinds of fun things coming up in the pipeline. Now, Rick, can you show off the graphic that has um, our next two upcoming uh, roundtables for the good folks to see what's going to be coming their way? We're going to do as good a job as possible in getting this out to you guys um, two, three months ahead of time so that you can read along with us if you want. Next up, um, we've got the Star Wars Insider, the Fiction Collection roundtable. Uh, I've never once said this title right, have I, Freddie? <laughs> Star Wars Insider, you know, I, I'm I'm the Star Wars Insider <laughs> Fiction Collection Volume One. Is that right? Well, you missed a V, right? And I don't uh, the Fiction possibly. Collection. Anyway, it's the first one. It smells good. You're gonna love it. it. We're gonna have Eric joining us next week. Was just talking with him about it the other day. And then after that, in October, when in October, we don't know yet. But in October, we're going to review the new Rogue Squadron audiobook. Yes, Freddie and I talked about the book two years ago. However, our quality's a lot better. We can do a better job. We've got new team members, and we're excited to share this with them. Plus, we've got a new mm. audiobook to talk about, and yeah. I'm loving listening to this. I'll tell you what. You know, going out for a run while listening <laughs> to some X-Wing battles, um, it increase your mile time by at least oh. like five seconds a mile, <laughs> you know, or more if you're faster. Are you a runner, Rick? You grunted. <laughs> just yeah, correct. I'm not a runner, but grunt. I was just thinking about, I was visualizing, visualizing myself, you know, banking left while running and just like running into a stop sign or something. So not good for me. <laughs> I was, I was visualizing you. Uh, oh, listening man. to this while you're driving the bus oh, at, one. you know. Uh, Just whip it through those yeah. railroad crossings. <laughs> yeah. Get off, kids! All power to the forward oh shields! Gosh. All power to the forward shields! Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> they would, you would be like the most, the the most famous bus driver That's in the thing. I don't know if North North, Texas, I don't know if Northeast Texas sure. is the right market for that, so... <laughs> probably not well that does it for this week thank you everybody for joining us for legends look back thanks to everybody who's been hanging out with us here in the chat hey it's been a long show we've had a lot to talk about and we are really excited that we have had you along the ride here for us huge thanks to emma from the cosmic force in helping you know conceptualize this this crossover event we hope we did it justice if not well we can go on for another two hours apparently if we need if we need to i cut a lot of content from this episode due to time well um we're really excited that you brought this into fruition and we're happy to get to celebrate the ladies behind the scenes in legends we also want to thank our incredible patrons for your amazing support we love making this show and we're going to keep making it for as long as possible we're glad that you're along for the ride a special thank you to cheryl bell jeremy kazinia um, I've got to figure out Jeremy's name. Jeremy, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, OK Indar on our Jedi High Council, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, and your boy, Freddie C., on our Alliance High Command 
for their amazing support. If you'd like your thoughts around the show, you can email us at legendslookbackutini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. And whoo, has it been popping lately? <laughs> you can also leave a comment on this episode on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back. You can find me. I'm at Jared Q. Mace. Freddie? At Rick underscore Grace. Rick. And Emily. At Dark Daybeck. Excellent. If you're looking to buy some of these books, such as for our upcoming roundtables, the Star Wars Insider, the Fiction Collection, Volume 1, or hey, Volume 2, just get Volume 1. Get that Volume 2 pre-ordered and see if it gets delayed or not. Well, you can go on over to utini.com, click the Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all kinds of links in the profile. You can give us a few cents to help keep the lights on. While you're there, you can leave us a review, or maybe after you've read the book, you can leave us a review and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And remember... Keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. See you next week. May the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast.